everyone. My name is Rhys Karlinski, and this is Young History, episode 157 on Ukraine. Now, this is going to be an updated episode because I did Ukraine about two years ago and heavily covered the history in about an hour-long episode on the country. But this is next on the list, country-wise, population-wise. And I wanted to acknowledge a few of the things that have happened since I made that episode. But to start, I'm going to give you the usual name explained, and then we'll get right into the history. So the etymology of the name Ukraine has been a topic of debate among scholars, but it likely has roots in Old Eastern Slavic and reflects the country's geographical and historical context. One widely accepted interpretation is that Ukraine derives from the Old East Slavic word Kajina, meaning borderland or frontier. This interpretation reflects Ukraine's historical position as a border region between Eastern Europe and the Eurasian steppes. Another interpretation suggests that Ukraine might come from the Old Eastern Slavic word Kraj, meaning homeland or territory. This interpretation emphasizes the idea of Ukraine as a distinct geographical and cultural entity with its own identity and heritage different than the ones around it. Some scholars also argue that Ukraine may be derived from the Turkic word Okraina, meaning country or territory. This interpretation reflects a lot of influence from the Turkic peoples in the region that suggests Ukraine may have originally defined their own territory or administrative unit. Another interpretation proposes that the word Ukraine may come from the Slavic root word ukr, meaning edge or boundary. This explanation might cover the fact that Ukraine is on the edge of Europe and is kind of this on the edge of society where it's not the same as others. So a lot of different options there, but that is Ukraine. So I don't want to dilly-dally anymore. I'm not going to give any facts. I've done that already. But I do want to give us a little update on the history, so that's what we're going to do here. So with all that being said, thank you guys so much for being here. And one more time, my name is Reese Karlinski. This is Young History, and this is Ukraine. Hope you guys enjoy. Right around this time two years ago, I jumped ship and did an episode on Ukraine because of the onset of the invasion launched by Russia. In the time since, this nation has continued to battle against Russia in a brutal war that has cost the lives of millions, cost a lot of homes, and displaced hundreds of thousands of people. President Volodymyr Zelensky refused to back down. Throughout the course of the war, there has been many times where he had a warrant out for his arrest or assassination. Nonetheless, his speech has motivated the Ukrainian people throughout the 2022 struggles. He has continued to partition the West and NATO to rally stronger behind the Ukrainian cause. Throughout 2022, almost the entirety of NATO sent arms, money, and support to Ukraine to fight the war. And no country sent more troops to the border to help out with aid, money, weapons, or anything than the United States of America. Western media heavily covered the war from the Ukrainian perspective by highlighting the suffering and destruction caused by the invasion. The citizens of the world watched months and months of footage that depicted airstrikes, tank raids, and brutal sieges occur on this nation every single day. One of the more unique stories that came from this year was the ghost of Kiev. The United States and other Western powers helped supply Ukraine with some of the best fighter jets in the world, and in these jets were some of the best fighter pilots. One of them earned the title the Ghost of Kiev for allegedly winning many dogfights against Russian pilots in a vast amount of outmatched scenarios. As the year went on, more and more stories of the legendary achievements of this fighter pilot surfaced to mainstream media. 
Even as a student in the United States, I saw a vast amount of TikTok edits and other videos propagating the existence and achievements of the Ghost of Kiev. However, it would come out later that an actual individual pilot being the one and only Ghost of Kiev was likely exaggerated. The Ghost of Kiev story was created by the Ukrainians, according to some, as a motivational tribute. But no matter how you view the event, one thing is true. The existence or the idea of the Ghost of Kiev was a huge morale boost for Ukrainian soldiers and fighter pilots across the nation. As the calendar shifted towards 2023, a lot of changes occurred. President Zelensky became more and more jaded against the war. The same thing can be said about Russia's President Vladimir Putin, who has seen major health issues as the war has continued. On top of this, there has been a lot of dissent within the ranks across Russia. The most significant resistance came from the Wagner, which were a private military company that were owned by an oligarch. They attempted to stage a rebellion against the Russian Ministry of Defense for its actions in Ukraine. Yevgeny Prigozhin was the leader of Wagner and was willing to launch a full-scale coup against Vladimir Putin. In June of 2023, he attempted a full-scale rebellion against Russia, but ended up paying for it with his life. Since then, there has been more talks between the U.S. and Russia about how to end the conflict, while there has also been a continued resistance from Ukraine. The other huge shocker with the war was Ukraine itself. Ukraine has been fighting this war for two years, which is something nobody expected, and the person that expected this least of all was Vladimir Putin. Russia clearly expected to steamroll over the eastern part of Ukraine by crushing people that would likely not resist this great power marching in. However, they could not have been more wrong. Ukrainians from the lowest levels of society, all the way up to world-famous boxers like Vladimir Klitschko, have rallied to fight against the Russian forces. If you want more information about the history of why this conflict started, please go back and check out episode 11 on Ukraine, which I did two years ago with a whole lot of passion and a whole lot of research as to why Ukraine was in a war with Russia. And that brings us to the present, where the only way that this war will seemingly end is with a lot of hard concessions between the U.S. and Russia. However, it doesn't quite look like that is going to happen immediately. The 2024 presidential election of the U.S. holds heavy implications for not only what happens in Ukraine and Russia, but also for the world. The politics with Ukraine are very complicated right now, and the end of the war does not seem to be closing on, on us. Nonetheless, the hope of the United States, Ukraine, and seemingly from Russia is that this war can end soon, but there's been a lot of stubbornness, there's been a lot of pride on both sides where the U.S. doesn't want to give up concessions by risking its relationship with Ukraine in order to end the war on Russia's side, and Russia is also standing very firmly on the reasons it invaded Ukraine, and I got very opinionated and all that two years ago, but I'm going to leave that to you guys to go back and check that out if you want to. But nonetheless, that gets us to the end, where with these episodes, I always like to do a takeaway or a mindset, and with Ukraine, that's going to be very simple. It is stay strong and do not give up. Without any hesitation or any exaggeration, I will give you this piece of knowledge that I see in Ukraine. The people in this nation have been fighting a war where they are outnumbered and outmatched for two full years. The war has costed livelihoods, homes, and more lives than anything else. Nonetheless, people of Ukraine have refused to give up and have continued to stay strong in the face of this great adversity. No matter what it is you feel about the conflict, it cannot be denied how many innocent people living in Ukraine have to suffer the brutal hammer of a few men in political power. It is very clear that the Ukrainian people of today represent the idea of never giving up and continuing to stay strong in the face of adversity. So very simply, you should do the same. Whatever you struggle with, whatever your problem is, no matter how modern or small it may seem, it can be viewed the same way as the war in Ukraine from the Ukrainian perspective. Of course, what they're dealing with is an actual war genuinely threatening their lives every day and the lives of everyone they love. But that does not change the fact that you yourself may be fighting a war within or a war with the world around you. So no matter what that conflict is for you, 
Be like the Ukrainians that we have stood behind for the past two years and do not give up while continuing to stay strong. Do this in every aspect of your life because there will always be something trying to get you to give up, to break down, to submit to either a person's wants, a business. The world is just hard. It's tough to live life. It's hard to just continue to smile and be happy. So don't do that, but continue not to give up and continue to be strong. No matter how unhappy you might be, no matter how grim things might be, you pushing through and getting things done will be the best thing for you. And with that, that gets us all the way to the end, where, yes, this was a short one. It was just wanted to do a quick update on Ukraine because I saw it on the list, and that's what this is going to be. This episode does mean a lot to me. Ukraine was... I, I studied it very heavily two years ago when all this started to happen. I was taking a class on European history since World War II um, at Florida Atlantic with Claudia Dunley. It was an awesome class, and it really inspired my love for this whole situation, and made me really connect with the Ukrainian cause. So I very much hope that you guys enjoyed. I hope that this meant something to you. And I do heavily encourage you to go check out the much longer, much more in-depth episode on the entire history of Ukraine that I did two years ago, which was episode 11. So with all that being said, I'm just going to say one more time, my name is Reese Karlinski. This is Young History. And that was Ukraine. Hope you guys enjoyed. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.